Tom Turbovich! Get ready for a Tommy Turbo Masterclass. Masterclass. Aimless Tuesday is here. And the boys are hard as a rock. Don't be a weak-gutted dog. Leave that for Jamin Salmon. Get, Get ready, ready for, for the, the best, best super coach, coach show on the, the planet. planet. It's so good, it's better than Lego. You're now listening to the Super Coach Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Brandon Savage. Brandon Savage. Hello and welcome back to the Supercoach Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Savage, the coach of the Jamin Salmons. We are back into the run home for the end of the season. The round 19 bye is done and dusted and we're here to dissect it and talk about the run home, really. I'm here joined by the 2021 Supercoach Champion, Tim Moody. How, oh, should I say, Tomoko Mooney. Tomoko Mooney. That's why I'm going by in the chat. Yeah, I just identified that my name... Sort of flows quite well into a Tomoko Mooney, like a Trey Mooney, Tomoko. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. What have you got on the back of your New South Wales jersey there? I've got uh, Timmins. Timmins. I like it. Sean Timmins, but it's also in, Timmins also Timmins. includes Tim, <laughs> Timmins for Tim. Should just Tim. start calling you Timmins. It's yeah, it's fun. Timmins, I like it. How'd yeah. you go on the weekend, mate? Um, better than a lot of previous other weeks. It wasn't a great week. It was uh, 1,026, 15 players. Um, plenty of stinkers in there. Sivo for a 10. He's been a nightmare for me lately. Um, Tyler, 19. A lot of people brought him in last week. Alex Johnson, 21. Some sort of really low ones there. Sione Catella was my highlight of the week, though. Uh, Did you get him in last week? Yeah, so I copped a, a really low score from the week prior. And then it was nice to get rewarded last week with that one. But Tyrone Munro as well was standout. Um, Nearly was, not going to trade him in either. Yeah, especially just because of the two buys they had as well. But I needed a downgrade, and I thought, I don't really need it to be this guy. It could be any enough. But, yeah, really glad I included him. I was actually looking at messing up a lot of future plans by passing on Munro and getting, like, I was really keen on Matt Burton for that Saturday game. Um I didn't do it just because, like, it, it was going to mess up my future plans. But I'm very happy I kept Mumro because I've got that 90. Yeah, it might have been 10, 20 short of someone I might have gone to, but it sets me up nicely. Um, myself, I got 1,086, went up to 200. So I'm in a good position, eight trades left, and pretty happy with my side at the moment. Um, Richie Kenner came in late, so that was a yeah, nice little addition. So I had 17 on the weekend, which was crazy. Got in uh, my, my Sharks players in uh, Braley. Me and Hads walked out of this studio last week, and we looked at each other. He was like, what if I did cook to Braley? And I looked at him, and instantly I loved it. And mm. I did the trade straight away, and we... I didn't look back from that, and me and Hads were just so excited to watch Braley go out on Thursday night and 86 points. I'm quite happy to have Braley for the rest of the season now. Just, he, I, was, I was talking to you on the car in the way, and just he, he looks like he wants to get that line break a lot more than what Cook does. Like, Cook kind of gets to the line and then looks to see where his options are, whereas Braley. He's just happy to just go straight through and happy to dart whenever whenever the space is free. Yeah, no, I think he's a great second um, option. Um, yeah, especially like 
there's not a many out there, so I think you've hit the nail on the head with that one. Good price to pick up as well. It's not one of those awkwardy sort of three to four hundred uh, k price guys that don't really have a solid job. He's a good guy you can rely on. I like it. Um, Jeremy Marshall King seems to be possibly out for maybe even up to the year, depending on how um, the Dolphins go from what I'm hearing. So, yeah, not many other options there. I mean, Cookie got two by this week, by in um, the grand final week for Supercoach. I think that's one of the main reasons why I was very happy to do it. Misses two weeks. I would have been, like this week, scratching for another hooker. Yeah. Um, actually, I've got two hookers, so it probably wouldn't have mattered, to be honest. But uh, just the fact that he has two buys at the end of the season when it is crucial to have, and the fact that Braley just looks like enough, uh, just looks like he's got a lot more to give at the moment. Very happy with it, um, but let's not dwell on that one player. Origin, tomorrow night. You're wearing your Origin jersey in New South Wales. It is in New South Wales. I'll tell you what sucks. Deciding uh, third game, we haven't seen an origin this year at our home venue, and it's dead rubber. Mm. A couple of years ago, every origin game was in Queensland when we won the series. We didn't get to see a game. Oh, I really think the first two origin games need to be at like Queensland or New South Wales, and then the third game needs to be at a neutral venue so every state gets to see a live competition. Mm. Or have uh, have a competition, have game one at a neutral venue. The next game goes to the team that lost. They'll never do that because scheduling and just like, yeah. it's just ridiculous. But I, I don't know, it's just a few different suggestions to avoid this happening because I think for New South Wales, it just sucks. Mm. Because like I would have been so keen to go to Origin this year have a piss up at the bloody... Be a decider or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but now we're just, we're robbed of that. Yeah, I mean, it's still, a, Origin's still a great spectacle and for everyone that's playing in the game, they'll still, you know, appreciate the opportunity. Uh, it, it, it is annoying that there's nothing really riding on it. I guess as Blues fans, we can just um, take some pride out of not um, taking a clean sweep against us and, um, you know, sort of spoiling their party a little bit. And not having them sort of get that um, experience of cheering against our home crowd. I mean, let's just enjoy it and hopefully get a win here and look forward to next year. Start end on a positive note. I'm a New South Wales fan, but I'm not bothered with the result. If we lose, I think I don't want to lose. I don't want to have that. Like, I just think. I just think. The selections Freddie's done this series and the way he's played Nico Hines, Stefano Utkamanu, uh, Clint Gutherson, like he came out with a plan, uh, a quote the other day saying he has no plan for Clint Gutherson. Haven't you learnt from game one that you need a plan for every single player on the field? Whether all these forwards are big minute forwards in mm. RCG, Gerbo, Yo, Murray, I think you've just got to have a plan for everyone and... Uh, I don't want them to come out and win after all these rogues. It sounds, I know what you mean. But it like, sounds terrible as a New South Wales fan. I really hope that like the decision on Freddie and the future is already made. I think made. the decision probably already it sh- made. It should be made. I-, I hope so. If that's the case. Not a great 
amount of alternatives to go no, to. No, there's the not. There, there's not. But th- this, I'm actually, I'd be fine with Freddie having another go. I don't think it's the be all and end all. I think, yeah, you know, the fact that we didn't have our best squad available, you know, most of this series kind of help hurt Don't us agree. As well. Don't agree. I think he's. We probably still could have got the job done, right? So, but I can't. I just think it's too too much people. Hating on, on Freddie. Some things are questionable yeah. for sure. And they seem to be like, oh, let's just do that. It'd be a bit easier. But I don't know. No, I, I agree with you there. Like a lot of people are hating on him and I think for good reason. But yeah, there aren't many other options. But just the inconsistencies with everyone and coming on 360 and saying, don't be rude to Bradman Best. Like that was Brandy. That, that was, I oh, love that. I think that was funny. That's rude to Bradman oh, Best. Don't disrespect Bradman Best. No, it's funny, but like come out and say like, why haven't you chosen? Why, why did you choose this player over like a, a Matt Burton or something? Like, mm. I don't know. I'm, they're just I'm, feeling I'm just, a lot of pressure. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I, I get it. They're, they're human. And mm. like, I, I love Brandy, but, he came out and said that and really annoyed me that he got on the back foot and just tried to defend the selection. I think he was expecting it. I looked like it was a little bit preempted, perhaps, yeah. because they were going. That's what and they do on 360. They try to stir some. Don't get me moves. wrong. I am actually excited to see Bradman best yeah, play. Like, I think he's going to absolutely kill it. I think that selection is going to be warranted, but it kind of leaves you in a position next year. Like, if Latrell's back, who do you. Actually, I heard rumors that Bradman best is going to play on the right side. And Crit is going to play on the left side, which is mm. typical Freddie. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, and I heard rumors that Cody Walker is playing on the right with Colin that Matangi. Too. That's the thing for me that I don't think that'll happen. But if that happens, that's like for me. That's, well, I play on the complete opposite sides where yeah. you play naturally in club footy. It's not like you're serving one to, and the other one's going to accommodate the other or something. Yeah, that's weird. Look, I don't like to ha- hate on um, Freddie, but the thing I will appreciate because I think it's funny is you know how you like. Um, doesn't have a plan for Gutho, like, and everyone's sort of hacking about that. But I love that he had a specific conversation with Cookie that he was probably going to end up having to play in the centres. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're so outbalanced. It's so, so they've had a plan for the centres every game, but it just hasn't been the right plan, I guess. Yeah. Look, it's tough. It is. It's a tough thing to do. I think we've he's had, he's had a lot of things, sort of big decisions to make, and you probably could have made more vanilla choices or more what would seem like the black and white choice. Yeah. But I'm over hearing about Origin anyway. I think I'm not excited for it, but will I watch it? Maybe. What do you if you watch it? Yeah, of course I'll watch it. (laughs) Of course I'll watch it. But we're here to talk about Supercoach, not here to rant about Origin. And um, I I did hear a suggestion that uh, Timoko Mooney was up for the potential Supercoach – mastermind as a replacement for Freddie. Oh, myself. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nah, I think I'd, if Freddie does some whack stuff... Are you um, are you ruling yourself out for the job? Yeah, I'm just going to have to c- concentrate on um, the Villy Army for now. They're in enough trouble as it is. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about that and our Supercoach teams in general. I think we've we got to go on to... Team lists have dropped today, and in my opinion, it's been the most boring team list I've seen in probably since round 13. Which is good. Which is good because it's like um, Cleary is named on the bench, which we'll talk about. But I want to touch on the teams with the good draws for the run home because we're at the point now where we need to decide who we want to keep for the rest of the season, what pods we want to get in because 
obviously a lot of people are targeting different players. We can't all have the same players if we want to make a difference. So we'll look at these teams and decide which pods are the best for the run home. First, I want to talk about Penrith Panthers. I did mention Nathan Cleary is named on the extended. And yourself, with limited trades, the Warriors with a good draw. Mm. Do you see yourself like maybe not uh, not rushing to get Cleary in because Johnson is doing so well? Well, initially I was going to just get Nathan, not worry about how well um, SJ was doing, just because when SJ's killing it, looks good, scoring you know decent hundreds, but when Nathan's just on that next level, it can be two hundreds, one fifty. He's just that next level, and it's great for having him as a captain. So for that sake, I was going to just pull the trigger and just get Nathan. But the closer I look at the draw, I think I think I might just hold on to SJ and just sort of play it out and hopefully it keeps going well. If it goes bad one week, I might quickly change to um, Nath for the following round um, if it does bite me in the bomb. But, yeah, the Warriors have got a really good matchup. It's tough this week. Sharks is a little bit of a tough one. Canberra, it's not so easy, but then there's a bye. The draw is so nice. Then it gets nice from round 23 onwards. Got the Gold Coast, the Tigers, Manly, who are probably going to be pretty struggling. I think by by that that point, point, if Manly know where they're sitting, like there's no chance they make the eight, they're they're a matchup you want to be playing against. St. George in round 26 and then the Dolphins round 27. So for head-to-head purposes... That's a great matchup if I'm lucky enough to make any of my head-to-head grand finals. So, yeah, for that factor, I think I'd like to write it out. Penrith's, um, you know, Dolphins, Bulldogs, very nice this week. But then Sharks, Melbourne. Yeah, Sharks, Melbourne. Then they've got Manly, Gold Coast, Para Cowboys, which for them, honestly, Cleary can score really well against any of these teams. The Melbourne Sharks one, I do see, like, not uh, 150 potential there, but with every other game, like Para, oh, Para's a tough one. Uh, he always scores well against them, but um, they're, they're always up for it. And then that last game of the Cowboys, it, it's real tough what Cowboys is going to show up. It's going to be at Penrith, though. Mm. Well, maybe, yeah. Melbourne, think, Melbourne and Sharks is also at Blue Bet. Being low on trades, what I think my strategy might be is just stick with what I've got, Nico and SJ. And, you know, potentially my decision might be made for me in the next couple of rounds with one of them. One of the three might, you know, find an injury or something like that and then just replace it out that way. I don't think I'll force anything. So I guess let's look at the potential people that will be selling to get Nathan Cleary. So a lot of people Moses do have or, um, Moses Hughes. or Hughes. I have Hughes in my side. Uh, their draw is the Roosters, Newcastle, Parramatta, Penrith, Canberra, St. George, Gold Coast, and Brisbane. So their draw is a little tougher. They've got a few like games here and there, but mm. we always knew Hughes was a buy-round coverage player. So I think if you've got Hughes, there's no way in the world that you can do what you did, what you're considering with Sean Johnson, uh, because all the Origin stars are back for Melbourne, 
And I don't think you can rely on Hughes to get you that big 150. Not kicking goals as well, whereas yeah. SJ's got that, yeah. So does Moses, so yeah. And then Moses' draw, they do have a buy in round 27, which it's not that bad if you're a head-to-head player. Um, yeah. But if you are overall, you probably want to have that one trade and maybe take a Hail Mary at someone playing in that last round. But they've got Gold Coast, the Cowboys, Melbourne, St. George, Broncos, Roosters, and Penrith. So they've got a pretty tough draw. Yeah. So in my opinion, I think if you've got Moses or Hughes, I think going to Cleary when he is named. Slam dunk. I it's think. a slam dunk. Sean Johnson is the only scenario where I see myself potentially holding just because of their draw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd prefer to have Hines if I had the trades and just was like... Hines? Uh, sorry. Yeah, Cleary. Cleary. No, oh no, this is obviously Cleary and Hines, by far the best two options. Yeah. But even despite the draw, because like, even SJ's draw might look a little bit more appealing, I just would back Cleary to get the job done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, but if you need to conserve trade, you've already got SJ, you've got other problems in your team, I think that's you could put that down the pecking order yeah, you don't for now need... until it becomes more of a... And like Cleary in the next two weeks, if he plays, plays the Dolphins and the Bulldogs in the next two weeks, you kind of want him for the next next two weeks and then they go into Sharks and Melbourne at home. So if you haven't got him in by then, you're probably better off just waiting till after that. To around 24, To yeah. around 24. And then by then, is it too late anyway? Like... Ha- ha- is it really going to hurt you not having him? Not really. I think if you wanted to get him still, you're getting him at 24 is still a solid thing to do because you're still attacking the finals for head-to-head. Yeah. Head. You're still trying to consolidate your final ranks That's it. for the year. So, yeah. We did talk about Moses' draw. Um, Parramatta's draw is – it's quite mixed. They've got St. George in there and they've got the Titans this week. Clint Gutherson. 893k. He has 50 break even. Clint Gutson, it's his last week in the Jamin Salmons. Yeah, right. For I'd me. be happy to move him on to if I had him. I think that's a good move. So actually, he's, what a value there. His break even is 49, so that's pretty good. But he's off three tons in a row. He's always a buy coverage player. All hands on deck. Uh, Dylan Brown will be back in a few weeks, so that will hurt. Clint Gutherson, I think you can hold on to him till at least the time Dylan Brown comes back. But with the Cowboys and Storm in the next two weeks, historically he scores pretty well against them, but he doesn't have that huge ceiling against these teams. Whereas I think in the fullback position, you do want to chase that. Who's your two guys? But am I looking too deeply into this because... Is the fullback position, is the big ceiling just not there this season? I still think it could be, yeah. I think it still could be. It depends on who you're going for, who's in, in, who you got in <coughs> mind. So, Latrell's one of them, isn't it? It's, still- it's not at the moment. Yeah. It's not at the moment. I want to see how Latrell comes back. Sure. Um, I'll see how he goes next week. But I've got the draw up here. I'm aiming for James Tedesco. Okay. So he's 670,000. He's got a 97 break even. So I hope he plays this week, scores relatively low. And then his draw after this week, after Melbourne this week, Gold Coast, Broncos, Manly, Dolphins, Para, Tigers, and then Souths in the last game. 
they're going to want to go hard because they are in a bad position and they need to win every single game. We Teddy, like Teddy has not dropped off. We've seen it this season. He's got it in him for them big hundreds. And I've got him in three times this season. Uh, I didn't start with him either. So yeah. I've got him in at different times to when everyone has. He's going to be one of my fullbacks. Another one, uh, we did touch on Penrith straw, getting in Dylan Edwards this week. Yeah, I so think. I like I like both them. I think so. They're your final two fullbacks for the year, which seems no, bit... no, no, no. So I okay. think there is a world where if Latrell goes nuts, you move. I can move on. Edwards to Latrell, but that being said, Latrell will miss round twenty six as well. So it might just be a case of just holding on to these two. But yeah, I think they're going to be my final two fullbacks: James Tedesco and Dylan Edwards. Yeah. Well, I like the Tedesco thing. It's got the vibes of um, DCE in 2021. Yeah. Um, I picked him up as a guy that was sort of, you know, copping a hard in the media, doing the job for Queensland. And yeah. then that's how um, Teddy's now sort of perceived. Yeah, exactly. So I can see him sort and of like, lifting. With, with that trade, Gutherson is 900k. Teddy's going to be 650k after this week. So you think he's going to at least match him not it probably even do Yeah, exactly. Right? And I won't have to nuff anyone. Yeah. I can upgrade and I, I just think it's that's the kind of move instead of nothing nothing. It keeps your depth within your squad. And it allows you to – you haven't got guts in yourself, so it's a bit hard for you no, to – No, I'm just thinking like, – because you know how you, like, you want to do the Dylan Edwards thing, but then maybe also Latrell, do you need to do the Dylan Edwards thing? Can you hold off and what's – because well, that seems like a bit of action. I've got Kennedy movement. at the moment, but I'd be more comfortable finishing the season with Edwards rather than Kennedy. Yeah. Just in case it doesn't pan out. And I think with Cleary potentially back – this all depends whether Cleary gets cut or not. But with Cleary potentially back, I think Edwards is in for some big scores. Okay. Sure. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't mind it. I was just I just think maybe going to Edwards for a couple of weeks and then which well could be a wasted thing. Um but if you don't but knowing if, if you don't know if you're going to go to Latrell and that's just but a maybe. If, thing. if I've got Kennedy, I don't want to wait for Latrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kennedy, like playing the Warriors at home this week, if he scores another low score, we're in dangerous territory where he plays Manly the week after. You, ideally, you want him for that matchup. Oh, but, trust me, I know. I've got all these blokes that have just dropped so much value. Yeah, it's over ridiculous. The, eh? I've got guys that are like three, four hundred k that are meant to be keepers. I don't have keepers. I've got lingerers. <laughs> like I don't have any keepers. I've just got like a few lingerers. And you want to read out your center wing? Yeah, it's. So I, I bad. looked at it today, and I'm like, like I get why you've done it as well. Yeah, you, you, th- you reckon you're panicked? Do you know what? It, yeah, it was real strong at one point too. And it was. It, just, was. it was just about trying to get guys in for the bite, moving like the pieces around for different rounds and stuff. And I picked some bad guys that I got held. I had to hold on to for longer just to play out their role, despite having to lose cash because I needed the numbers and had to sell other positions and stuff. So I got Mugatalo, who is my currently most expensive center winger at uh, 594k. And he's losing a lot of money at the moment, but that's okay. You know, you know, he's going to stay on your side, right? Yeah, he's definitely staying. And then yeah. my next ex- most expensive player is Alex Johnson at 515k. 
Oh, God. Doesn't look exciting at the moment. Uh, then it's um, Sione Katoa at 433k, <laughs> who's been a dud all year up until last week. Yep. Uh, Rapana, dud, dudding it hard. He's at 400k. Sivo, who was at like 700k a couple of weeks ago, killed. It peaked at Magic Round, and I've had him since then, and I just haven't been able to get rid of him because he's covered buys and he's just been putting out 10s and 20s and stuff Fuck. he's at 400k i've got munro and billy smith so it's really rough i want to move Izarko up to the center wing and mano down to center wing which will strengthen that up and then get another five eight and another fullback and my team will then have better balance i think with your with your side don't try and sell all these guys because it's a dog's breakfast i can't they, yeah. they, they do come back like tyrell sloan i was so done with him I sold him. I, I, I wanted to sell him at 290k, mm. 300k. The thing is, though, he's got upside. He's, he, he might have that. So does Sebo, bo- though. Oh, yeah. And just some of my guys. Rap- Rapana, maybe not. And then you had Junior Tupo on yeah, your side. I've had, you? some, I've had some funny Jesus. So I, I guess what we're taking out of this is don't go for the pod. Yeah, I was. If, you, I if was, you've already got a failed pod in your side already, for the sake of being different, I was really trying to find pods. You know, this year, yeah, and it's it's been maybe uh, very the, detrimental. The center wing is probably not the place to get a pod. Maybe the second row, maybe maybe fullback or in the in the halves or something. But yeah, the center wing just seems to be these guys can't score consistently enough, and that's why they're probably at a price where you're pretty. Yeah. Yeah, happy to get them. Um, so a lot of today's talk is going to be around the run home and who we're targeting on the run home. Uh, I've already touched on the Roosters draw. South draw, they've got two buys. Then they've got the Tigers next week, the Dragons, the Knights, the Sharks, the Roosters. So over the next two weeks, they've got a pretty good draw. The Knights, they've got Tigers, Melbourne, Canberra, Dolphins, Bulldogs, South Sharks, and St. George. So they've got a very good draw. I said both of these sides because I'm really interested to see what you have to say about potentially Cody Walker to Kalen Ponga. Will well, be I reckon a... Newcastle's draw is not that nice. It's, it's it's equally as nice as it is not nice. Yeah, so, you're, you're right, you're right. Because they've got Storm next week. That's going to be a tough game. Canberra the week after. Who, like Canberra can be battlers. They're they love pre- a good 1-12 to 12 sort of slog. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Dolphins on their day? Dolphins and Bulldogs, pretty good games, I reckon, for this time of year. But, but then do you think you've after got putting South 60, and Sharks. Do you think after putting 66 on the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs are going to be like, they're going to mark this game in their calendar and be like, we can't let that happen again? Yeah, they, they were doing some of that. Um, what the Cowboys did to the Tigers, yeah, putting leaving, the posters up yeah. on the wall. <laughs> yeah, like that sort of stuff. Um, it's good gear, mate. Yeah, it's good gear, isn't it? <laughs> Stuff to give you like post traumatic stress and sort of yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you're right. It's it's as bad as it is good, and it could turn out bad for them. And um, yeah, I think you just you, you have him. You're going to play him most weeks, so it's going to be hard to go. I'll, t- I'll sit Ponga this week. Yeah, I'll tell you what makes me think makes me more keen on him. I'm not playing. He looks on- good though, and we're talking. He's yeah. got great vibe at the moment. Yeah, he's got a good vibe. I'm not worried about him getting injured. And the fact that he's striking them goals so well, mm. like I'm pretty sure he got like ten from ten last week. I've never seen him kick that well, and it's not even it's not even he got ten from ten. It was just the way he was kicking them was sweet. 
it, it was like cheap earlier. It was like watching one of my TikToks, like watching how good I hit them. <laughs> Is this what you mean, like um, like your sidestep little ones where you do oh. your little shutters? Yeah. <laughs> the the goosey step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what are your thoughts on the Cody Walker to Ponga trade, which is quite mm. popular this week? Like, is Cody Walker someone you see yourself uh, w- with the two buys, the buy this week and the late buy, is is he someone you see yourself going without? Tigers and Dragons and then the Knights. No, I think I'll keep him because he's got, as much as this week he's not playing, Broncos is a tougher game next week. He's got the Tigers. To still to play in round 22. In round 24, he plays St. George. Nice matchup. So two really nice ones there in the Tigers and St. George. I think I'd want to have him for those. Newcastle the week after. The final round of the year, the Roosters could be tough. The Roosters uh, could also know where they're at by then. and With the Roosters, though, do you remember that year Cody Walker scored 200 in the last round? Was it against them? It was against the Roosters. Yeah, so look, geez, it's tough. With the thing, it just sucks for that they've got that buy in the grand final for head to heads. Yeah, but you can probably cover him. You've got a second guy. You just place one someone else on your bench. It's not the end of the world. Um, but I do like Ponga though. Yeah. Have you got the other five eights? You got Munster. You, you want to get Munster though? I don't know. Because you you have Manu still there, do you? I've got Manu still there. You want to move Manu down? Oh. I don't need to. I've got a pretty stuck center wing at the moment, but if the time comes, yeah, maybe. I'd hold on to Cody. I think so too. Especially just because like he's oh, just... I'm not planning on doing it. Okay. I thought you were thinking about it. No. Just because I reckon come back no, from it's origin. A popu- it's a popular trade this could week. Could get That's... the win. Could get the win for the boys and, um, you know, have a bit of that Conor McGregor shoulders. <laughs> Who, Munster? No, Cody. Cody. I like Cody's draw in the next three weeks, so I wouldn't do it. And I think he can outscore Ponga. In the next three weeks, especially with that draw, yeah. Um, but with the, I I guess you spoke about Cameron Munster. Is he, like is he a run home guy? Uh, I know, like I in an ideal world, yes. But Roosters, Newcastle, Parramatta, Penrith, Canberra, St George, Gold Coast, Broncos, which them last four rounds I kind of like. Mm. But in the next four weeks, I don't see him as a Absolute must-have. Well, this game, this week's game probably is a, It doesn't look that great on paper because you just go out the roost and think of it as good. It's probably a good matchup still. Back out from Origin, though. Uh, this year, the Origin stars have not mm. been... I mean, Fafida after Origin 2, Tino after Origin 2. But uh, just after... I just don't see it happening after Game 3, just... I think round 21 is when we're going to see these origin stars start to hit their straps, which is why I planned the drinks for next Saturday because you were saying in the car you hate origin at this time of year. You want to spiel, don't you? Oh, yeah. Look, I I, I was going to have a spiel. I'm a bit over it now, but, yeah, it was like I've come to the decision that I don't like origin in the middle of the year. I always thought that was a ridiculous thing that people used to throw up while it shouldn't be in the middle of the year. I don't like it either now. I don't like it at the – End of the year, though. It was terrible. Well, I'll, I'll, look, if it's in the middle of the year, I'll, I'll jump on the um, other people's train of thoughts of having it as a standalone thing and we stop the NRL I'd for that. And don't, have other... I don't hate that. Yeah, I just don't like it. The interruption to normal, like from round 13 to round 20, it's like eight weeks. 
of football that is just completely normal football where people have like a supporter team. Yeah. It's, it's just chopped to bits. Like it's, it's especially with the competition so close this year, like round thirteen to twenty is affected by origin. And it's just not fair to these teams who are gonna miss out. And like if if a team is one win out of the eight at the end of the year, like let's say the Titans, for instance, mm. they're missing Fafita and Tino and Brimson on, on their buy rounds. They lost on the weekend. They probably win with their origin stars in. They lose by one game and the Dolphins get in, like, it's not a true representation of the competition. Mm. Whereas if Origin is a standalone thing, you're getting the best of the best every single week. And, yeah, depth is tested throughout the year, and it's nice to see these Tyrone Munro-type guys come in, but... Yeah, you want to see these young kids get their opportunity, but they'll get their opportunity throughout. Yeah, they not will. just chuck a whole bunch of them in there and replace half a side with. Yeah, it's yeah, and it just ruins the for me. It ruins the competition. It ruins the the nitty grittiness of it, especially when it is so. I close. love it for Supercoach, though. I will be look say if if we had if we had been two games up in the series and we we're going into this. Um, third game as victors or it's still being alive, I probably wouldn't be as miserable about the, the way Origin's ruining the NRL. But, um, if, yeah, if we were winners, I'd think it'd be fine. But, um, yeah, when you're on the losing end of State of Origin and it's – you try to look at any reason to um, – <laughs> Yeah, that's it, to frown, try and change our eyes on it. Yeah. got to change something, yeah. make it better. Dave Fafita, do we pass on him? Dave Fafita, I got him in last week, so no. You got <laughs> There's no way you pass on him. He's that one guy you can't pass on. There's no one else that's anywhere near as good as him. He's doing it with ease. He's scoring hundreds for fun. Can I read out who he got, who he scored his tons against? I don't really care. Manly, Parra, yeah. Newcastle, Bulldogs, 16 points against Souths. 121 versus Broncos, 107 versus Canberra. His upcoming draw is Parramatta, Roosters, Cowboys, Warriors, Sharks, Penrith, Melbourne. And then he has Bulldogs in the last game. So if you think he's going to get, uh, like on average with these tons, I think he'll average two it. tries, one try assist, one try, 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 one try assist. That's not happening against these sides. I think. You don't need to rush him in because everybody else is rushing him in. Yeah, like he's going to score well. He's a top second. You don't want to like not like when you watch Supercoach each week, and then there's him that's not on your side that you're going up against him as an antipod, and then that game comes on. Yeah, he's don't want to do it. Just get him in. You're doing well. Like he's only two hundred k more than say your next best guy. Just. Change it up. Do I, something about it. Get him in. I agree. David Fafita. But that's he's, in, he's in like career form. But that draw doesn't scream to me he's going to score five tons in a row. And like these tons, they're not big tons. If he doesn't score five tons in a row, one of them will be an 80 or two of them will be 80s. I reckon they're – or even all, even if all five of them are 80s. I love Kieran Foran next to him. Mm. And I think like Kieran Foran's just going to – give him good ball, but he's in my plans for the run home. Don't get me wrong, but I see a world where if you're low on trades, I wouldn't panic. For me, I reckon he's that one player you kind of just have to 
have to get. You have to get him. He's a must-have. Yeah, I said it. All right, Desi Creek. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, now that we're speaking it uh, on Thursday, me and Desi, yeah, me and Declan, Big Declan, are going to be Big D. We're going to be on the Daily Telegraph live stream. So if you want to catch our thoughts, Supercoach thoughts, then we're coming back in here and recording a Get to Know You Supercoach podcast. So that should be good. You ever hooked up with Des? (laughs) I'm just wondering if you're just getting out. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean? Because didn't you hook up with Mikey? No. It's a bit murky, that kind of... <laughs> that chat? Yeah, mo- moving on, moving on. Um, so, pods for the run home. Who are you looking at? Oh, mate. It's one, once um, uh, Grant in the chat decided... Called me the pod god about eight weeks ago. I've just really taken it to try and get all these pods to really live up to the name, the pod god. Trying to get it to stick. I don't have any pods, mate, for you. I've, I've really stuffed pods up. You, you tell us where the pods are. At. He also said a couple of weeks ago. I, I said something rogue, and he was like, "That's not rogue." Getting Bailey Simonson yeah. is rogue. Since then, Bailey Simonson he's has he's scored a try like everywhere. He's good in centre. I yeah. don't mind him. Me too. I used. To, I, I didn't think he had. Had it in him, like the physicality, but he's really going on. enjoying a lot of the centers going around at the moment. Yeah, some good ones. Yeah, and I don't actually talking in pods. I'll tell you about one. Are you on Scotty Sorensen? Mm. So we did talk about Penrith's draw. He's got a massive ceiling on him. One hundred seventy-five early in the year. He scored. You know, he scored his two biggest scores: one hundred seventy-five and one hundred versus the Roosters. I didn't, but yeah. Interesting stat, eh? Um, mm. But I I like Scotty Sorensen this week. Um, mm. He's someone I could potentially see myself going instead of Kennedy. My instead concerns of were the, I didn't think he was going to get named just because he, he really winced in a – looked like a pectoral yeah. injury. And he looked – I thought he looked done um, from that anguish he was in. Interesting. And I thought Hosking was going to get elevated back into relevance and that – Hasn't you know there could be a late switch there maybe they're just a bit of ducks and drakes I don't know but um see what happens but I, I'd be a little bit reluctant just if if there is a little something there he's he's a warrior he's he a, he's a panther <laughs> mm. yeah I, I the only can I throw a pot out there yeah the only reason I don't like it as much but I was like Montoya the only reason I don't like it is because SJ's playing. Doesn't play that side, you yeah. Know? And and um, the other little fella, um, Metcalf, he's a bit more of a runner, but he's pretty cheap. The Warriors got a pretty good draw still. A lot of games back at home. I think DWZ is the guy to go. It's just he's so expensive. Yeah, but but yeah, he looks. <laughs> he's a really good. I uh, think for Supercoach this year. Is he a pod, though? I'll, ha- I'll have a look while you... Oh, D- Dallin would be a, a pod for sure. So you reckon? Yeah. He'd be, I reckon he'd be under He'd be under 8%. Dal, so he's 732K. He's got a 80, uh, 159 break-even. So against Sharks this week, you'd probably wait, to yep. be honest. Um, but then with that draw... They've got Canberra. You could probably wait that week, and then their draw after that is so good. At the moment, he's mm. he's six percent owned. Yeah, so you could maybe 
get him closer to like six six twenty or six thirty or something. And, like and it's funny because a, a lot of, of people probably are scared off because it's Stalin and historically, like he hasn't kept it up. But historically, Sean Johnson's winger on the right side has always scored well. Like look back at yeah. David Fusatua, Sione Katoa a few years ago. Um, there was someone before that who was an absolute machine, but um, I actually really liked the Dallin shout. I think of Mamalo. Mamalo was on the left when that all happened. I think it was mainly Futsutua through that period. So I like that. Mm. I like that shout. Chance? A yeah, bit- the reason I like Chance is because I, I just think he's on the back of doing getting SJ's points like I was getting I was really disappointed two weeks ago when um Chance just kept getting all the try assists for he's SJ's got, brilliance. He's got exactly the same break even, but he's twenty five percent owned. So it, don't get me wrong, I, Chance is doing his job and doing it well, but I just feel like SJ's creating a lot of all this um space and the play and then he's sort of just tipping it on. But because he's got that opportunity to do that, he is scoring well from it. And because you can plug him into the centers it's a good thing. I think he's. I think he's potentially a top. Um, I'd prefer Chance. I think just be quick consistency. Yeah. Upside of maybe, um, Dylan Watson's Lizniak on matchup. Yeah. Yeah. I think you could chuck Chance into the top six to seven CWTs. Yeah. Reason I, I like the pen uh, like the the Warriors have a really good draw, but the reason I like the Penrith guys in Edwards and Sorensen. I think you can even put Crichton To'o in this sentence. Uh, in and Tago as well. And Tago. I like Tago. He's a big pod too. They've, I, I would say they've plateaued through the middle of the season. They, they've mm. still won. No, well, there's th- no super coach relevance for yeah, Penrith at all. Yeah, pretty much. Like there's, they've gone through like a flat line at this point. They're still winning games, but they're the type of team who will happily take what they've just been through. And then the end of the season is the big run into the finals. They, mm. they, the last three years, they've just worked on perfecting this run. And I think these types of players are going to be massive for the end of the year. Like their defense throughout the year, it's been amazing. I think their attack to end the year is going to be, I would say, they're going to score the most points from now till round 27. Just had a thought. Because um, we're talking about Penrith and getting Penrith players, he's like, "Oh, will they rest players at the back end of the year? It's a tight competition. They might not have the luxury to." But then I was just thinking, uh, "What about the Sharks? Like, we've got more Sharks um, than the Aquarium have stocked at the moment. <laughs> I think so. If they just bulk rest players, you know, in the, for one of the final two weeks, we could be in trouble there too." So maybe it's something just to, to bring up and mention, you know, while we're sort of thinking, oh, well, a team's got their buyers are over now. We can just stack up and fill as many as we want from I find, the team we should be careful of. I find teams don't rest for multiple weeks. Yeah. And I think stacking heavy on these teams is – it's the secret to success, no doubt. Like the year you won, you stacked up on Manly players and that really helped you. Like you had Garrick, Saab, Cherry Evans and Tommy. Mm-hmm. And you played them in their big weeks. Uh, the winner last year, Matt, I'm pretty sure he stacked up on – there was a site like Melbourne and Penrith when they went on their runs. The year before, it was, it was Melbourne. 
Um, who was the winner then? 2009, 2020? Joe. Joe. He's stacked up on Melbourne players, I'm pretty sure. But there's always one side that you stack up on these sorts of players and you end up doing really well. I think that's still a good tactic now, but they're not going to rest for multiple one, more than one week. I just yeah. think having two trades, maybe one trade, for the last round, that's gonna that's gonna do you good because especially with the likes of Hopgood, Gutherson, if you're holding on to him being out for that last game, I think that's a tactic to uh, keep up your sleeve. Yep. What can. What are you looking at? Like, if you've got a boost, when I don't you, have a boost. Yeah, but say if I did, say you've got nine trades and a boost, when are you using it? I'd potentially use it if I'm overall. Yeah. If I'm just playing overall, I'd use it probably this week or next week and just get as many of the final guys as I want. Because you want to have them for as many rounds yeah. as you can effectively. Yeah, because there's think. no point in using a boost with two weeks ago and, like, yeah, they really have to score more. If I was playing head-to-head, I'd keep the boost for maybe the grand final just so I could have just as have many nice sleeve. things yeah, yeah. going on for that. Yeah, to win that. But, yeah, I think if I had nine boosts and I was playing overall, I'd get them all in this week. The only thing is maybe you could wait till next week if you're playing overall and you've got the boost and you've got nine trays because some of the guys that you might want to bring in, you're not sure if they're going to back up and how they'll back up this week. So you're a bit reluctant, um, especially if you've got other players that are already playing this week that will probably play the full complement of minutes. So you could or mix it up a little bit. Maybe you could just still do two trades this week and then, yeah, two next week and boost or something. That's it. Um, and in your side, who are you not keeping? Who am I not keeping? Um, so I'm not going to keep. That's a really good question. But I think the one guy I'm not going to keep is probably someone who I should be keeping, which is Colin Matungi, just because he's got some value. So basically all my guys are like 400 yeah. or 500k or 300k. So they're all staying. They're the lingerers. The lingerers are yeah. not going nowhere. Um, Cole Matungi might need to be nuffed out. So the strategy I was talking to you about, because I'm playing head-to-head now um, and I'm struggling to make the eight in most of these, is I'm thinking I just kind of need to get the best 17 I can um, as opposed to having the best depth. So I might do a couple of nuffs to strengthen up a few of these media range price yep. guys. So I think I'd be prepared to cut Colum Tungy into a complete enough to turn two other media type guys into strong guys. Um, yeah. I, I, last week I, yeah, I made the call on selling gay guy. Um, Are you a bit Cook. disappointed he's back this week? No, because I, I made the decision on just on the fact that you know, I listened to the Magic Sponge podcast and Physio was kind of pretty staunch on the idea that it would be hard for him to sort of have explosive power running off that foot, similar to the turf toe thing that Adam Dewey had back earlier in the year. So I thought, oh, I just don't want to get stuffed around like that. Gay, uh, gay guy seems like that type of player that to get that mad sort of like tackle busting, he's got that agile stepping motion. If he's not getting as much oomph off it, Maybe he's not doing yeah, much. Yeah, that's so it. I just like cut my ties, and it is what it is. He's, he's, he was a nice party. He was a good option, but I just thought he's not 
it wasn't what I bought him. Yeah, that's it. With his injury, so yeah. That's it. There's, I haven't really decided on some of the guys. It, like I've got my team's up so far up the creek, it's it's crazy. And so, yeah, I'm just sort of trying to salvage anything I can from this year. <laughs> Would you tell us about what you're doing, brother? Well, in, in my side, I think Preston's going to go for me. Yeah. Um, great, great player. I've been great for you because I saw him a couple of weeks ago. You'd yeah. ideally like to... I could keep him, but he's not. I don't think he's the final. He's like an 18th man type of guy. Yeah. Um, like, it's weird. I've got. If Pres- the doggies were going better, maybe. I've got Preston and Ford, and I think Ford's going to be that 18th, 19th man for me. And I, I think that's a nice one. Yeah. I've got Ramian, Meany, Marju, Mulatalo in my center wings. Ramian's going to be that guy that comes in and out for me. And uh, he's going to swap with Johnston. Mm-hmm. So Johnston's gonna Johnston's gonna play on good matchups. Raymond's gonna come in every other week. Yeah, I like that. Um I've got Hopgood, Nicara, Sorensen or Preston, uh Tarpany and Ford in my second row, so that's set. My front row's pretty good. Harris, Fanua, Blake, Horsburgh. I'll keep them. I don't know let's put it this way, I think I'm more keen on targeting Tino than I am for feeder at this point. Right. Um, okay. And I will get Tino into my second row. That's crazy. Oh, the only reason I reckon that's crazy, I started with Tino and I know what, how good he's looked recently, right? Yeah. And he's like ripping and tearing, scoring tries. At the start of the year, man, like he was playing great minutes, making loads and loads of tackles, limited sort of hit-ups, like yeah. not as many as you'd want him to have. And there was no attack in it. Like yeah. it was – I'm just worried that it could fall off and he could just get that yeah, big price. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I was I, – I, I bought him at the most expensive prop to and start t- the year. And to be fair, like can his try scoring keep up? I don't think it like, can. It's and been pretty good through this origin period. Like, but what is he like? Eight, at least with Fafida, like his base is probably similar at least. And you know he's probably got more in him. Yeah, he's got more boss, boss, Yeah, boss. that's it. Because he's dealing with guys that have got a tackle, a tackle on him that are, yeah. you know, bloody half his size, whereas Tino's matched evenly against Manny's size in the yeah. middle. So, um, yeah, I, I think T- um, Tino is by far the best option yeah. for the run home for prop. But I don't know that I, he's worth that much. Like, if you've got the money to it, but... I could easy see him putting out scores of 57, yeah. 60, like he yeah. was getting for me to start the year. Like to start the year, there was one decent score where he scored a try and it was 100. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Other than that, I'm watching you go around with your Haas just fucking <laughs> boom, boom, week after week. Yeah, I don't know if I'm keen on Haas. Just with oh, the front neither. row, the front row I've got, I, I feel like you don't need to worry about him. He hasn't got the yeah. ceiling. He's not going to – like week to week, he's probably going to – like it's going to be annoying if he's, he's going to score more, but – um, I'm not worried about him. Uh, the only other spot in my team, I maybe want to get rid of Kenner, get Manu up to center wing, and then get in a 5-8. I reckon that's a good play for you if you yeah. can afford to do that. I'd do that. I'd get just get Munster. Or well, Munster's Prong is fun, but Munster's, Munster's probably the guy. The job. Yeah, that's he's it. cheaper. He's 100k cheaper. That's it. 
Yeah, I like it. All right, moving on to tips of the week, um, courtesy of Picklebet. If you're going to have a punt, use Picklebet. They're still on tour. I think they're wrapping up their Picklebet tour at the moment, and uh, John Bernard is absolutely pumped out the content. He's had, like, I think 80 videos pumped out in, like, 20 days or something. Doing him any so, sleep. Yeah, he's bloody absolutely pumping them out, and... Um, uh, I think we're back there late in the season uh, to do our live streams, which will be good. Um, our schedule for this, so um, the audio will be up at like 6.30 and the video will be up at like, oh, it's been like 9 o'clock. It's been pretty shit, um, but it is what it is. When we're back in Picklebed, it'll be live at 6, 6.30, yeah. which is awesome. It is. All right. Um, New South Wales versus the Maroons. The Maroons are $1.65. New South Wales, 225. Who are you going? I think we'll win this one, and it's not – like, I actually think we'll win it. Like, yeah. I've been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every other time I've said, well, I think the Blues will win, just trying to be a good supporter. Yep. I think it's hard to win um, yep. a clean sweep. It's yep. really hard to do. Like, um, I just want an answer. Well, I think we'll win by one point. Yep. All right. Uh, I'll go the Maroons at $1.65. <laughs> Uh, Newcastle Knights versus Tigers. Knights at a dollar twenty-eight. Tigers at three sixty. I'm going the Knights. Okay. And well, are we doing tips for the whole round? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm definitely going to go the Knights as well. Uh, Bulldogs versus Brisbane. Uh, Bulldogs two eighty-five. A dollar forty-one for Brisbane at Belmore. Broncos. I'm going to go Broncos in a tight one. I think. I'd be going with... Um, Come on, mate. I just, want, I just want an answer. I don't want you. Manly versus the Cowboys. Manly $2.26. Cowboys $1.62. Cows. Cows? Yeah. I'll go the Cows as well. Um, Roosters versus the Storm. Storm are $1.51. Roosters $2.50. Storm. I'll go the Storm as well. Warriors versus the Sharks. Sharks are $1.79. Warriors $2 at home. Oh, man. This is a this is going to be the game of the round. This is where I really think we find out a bit about both of these clubs. It's sort of like... It's a tough one. I think that um, the Warriors, we know they've... You know, they've got the attack and stuff. And it's the same for the ships, said for the Sharks, got the attack and they've just got defensive issues. Just, I want to see who's got the grit for this one. I think, the Sh- I think the Warriors will win this one being at home. I think Sharks have got enough things they've got to fix up before final <coughs> footy. So I reckon, they'll, I reckon Warriors. I will go the Sharks at $1.79. Um, I did say last week I think there's a reason why – they're, they're not winning against top eight sides because I think they've been a bit impatient. Hines rushing out of the line, like mm, that like, was real bad. Like that was so bad. Um, but I'm had pretty, a pretty pretty poorish sort of game. He's had, had a bit of a rough trot around this Origin period, hasn't he? Has. The poor buggy. He was lighting the season up. I couldn't do a thing wrong. And then just just been a magnifying glass on him. And he's doing a lot wrong at the moment. But it's lucky he's playing against. Pretty shit sides. Yeah, for um, a bloke who's doing a, a lot wrong, it's only been so critical of him though, because we know how bloody good yeah. he's, he is too. If there was any other halfback that, you know, just your normal run of the mill halfback, they'd be impressed with what they're doing. So I think, yeah, I, I just think the Sharks win. I, I think they're going to put it together. I really hope they make it deep into the season. Be a cracker um, of a game. Panthers versus Dolphins at KO Stadium. Dolphins five sixty. Penrith dollar fourteen. 
Gone Penrith. Yeah, up to Panthers. Eels versus Titans. Eels are dollar thirty-five. Titans are three fifteen. I'm going the Titans. Yeah, the Titans seem like there's a little bit of something about them. I just think, oh, geez, they seem like a better. Looks, they look so much nicer. The Titans. Yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take Para. I'm going the Titans. It's gonna be the upset of the round, and the Titans. Did the Titans play Eels in Magic Round, and Parramatta, mm. Parramatta lost? Yeah, even but Sevo scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep Sevo. Good matchup. Yeah, let's hope so. Huh? And that's why I'm keeping Gutho this week. Uh, all them odds are courtesy of Picklebet. Use code Turbo when signing up. Uh, you lose more than you win. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Who? What are your trades this week? So potentially maybe nothing, just because I did some moves last week um, by bringing in Harry Grant and Fafita last week. Yep. So I could make decisions this week. Like if I wanted to bring Cleary in, I was able to do that. Now I'm thinking even if Cleary plays, I'll probably st- – oh, man. Just because I think I like – I really like Cleary's matchup this week first um, instead of SJ's. Yeah. But – I've got to play the long game, so I'm going. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make any trades yeah. this week. Maybe I might get Calum Ponga. Yep. And if I do get Calum Ponga, I'll have to downgrade somewhere else as well. But yep. I think I can just get by this week, and then I'll look from there. What I'm going to do next week, I think. Well, I'm doing Cleary, uh, Hughes to Cleary, and either Preston to Sorensen or Kennedy to um, Edwards. Or if Cleary doesn't get named. I might do Kenna to enough, Manu to centre, and Munster in. Oh, jeez, oh I can't. I'm trying to think which ones. I reckon maybe. Can you just do one? One. Yeah. Of course I can. I reckon do that. I reckon don't make your second one. Like, don't make the Edwards or Sorensen trade because they both seem to have a bit of debt. Sorensen, because of the... It's a bit of sideways, the, eh? The, the peck thing. I'm really keen Might on not... Edwards, though. Like, as I said to you before, I think Edwards is... I think he's... The only reason I don't like that trade is then because of the... Are you, do you want to ride him the whole way? If you're going to ride him the whole way, I like it. But if you think you're going to pick up Luttrell, if he comes back in a week or two looking okay or something, then that's a bit awkward, I think. I don't think I will, to be honest. Yeah. Like he's he's not in my plans. He's too expensive. Well, then one. I don't mind it because it's a good matchup this week and next week against and the dogs. Week. I think Edwards can score more than Cleary next week against the dogs. The dogs is always like the dream matchup that Penrith have that Cleary just seems to score fifty four. Kennedy's been painful, man. I've had him since everyone jumped on Guffo. But I think I don't know, like Kennedy over the next two weeks. I like kind of like this week. I'm I, I think there's a 50, 50 for him, but the next week I, I see like seventy to eighty. But then after that, I don't know. I just can't hold too many sharks, guys, because I've already got six. Yeah, I like that. I'd get rid of that. And then, I mean, yeah, because Wichwell might not even yeah, come back. That's great. it. Um, and who's your captain this week? It's a pretty tricky week for captains, to be honest. Yeah, I want to probably do something fun this week. Um, yeah, so I don't like that Hines matchup with oh, SJ and the Warriors. It's probably still an okay thing, so I still imagine there would be a lot of points. I don't. I can see it being like a, like a 28-20. 
20 or something like that. Yep. Um, if I don't go with Heinz, I won't probably have um, Cleary either. So, um, yeah, it's going to make it a bit, bit more of an obvious thing. Maybe, uh, yeah, then you've got to think about how players back up too because I was thinking I'd just go for feeder. Yep. Then he's got a back up. Have you got any ideas? So I'm just dumbing around an hour. I moment. have no idea, to be honest. Like, I think Hines is probably the guy. Yeah. Um, but I've got a free loop this week as well. So, like, I've got 17 exactly, which is the it's been the first time it's happened to him forever because I've always had a Tom Eisenhuth, a um, like a Ben Murdoch Masilla, but Murdoch Masilla's on the buy. And when Kenna. Yeah, Dragons being on the buy makes it annoying for captains. We can't target. Um, That's it. That week but old. like the Tigers, I'd be like maybe I can vice captain Marju and like Ooh, maybe he's a captain option against the Tigers. Um, there's also like also just back to the fullback chat. Reese Walsh is still yet to come back. Like he's a guy you're very fond of. He's 630k at the moment. He could be a guy that if you target him in the next few weeks, he's a really good thing and he's going to be a really good thing to have. He might come back with a bit of a... A bit of a point to prove, po- yes. Yeah, a bit of a attitude adjustment and... I'll just get his draw up now, but what are your thoughts on him? Well, it depends on the draw because he, I think having he, having had him all year, he can score 100, but it, it's about his, it seems about his ceiling. Like he can score more than 100, but yeah. he has to do a lot of work and it looks very hard and to get that 100... So if it, they're tougher matchups, I'd be reluctant. So by the time he's back, Souths, Roosters, Cowboys, Parramatta, Canberra, Melbourne. It's pretty shit. Yeah, it's not very good. I think I'd look elsewhere. Yep, that's it. Um, but yeah, apart from the captains, maybe maybe Nikara, even. Feels boring. Who's he going to be going He's at? a New Zealander. He's going at Jackson Ford. Nah. Which is a bit annoying. Nah, but he's a more of a defensive sort of player. Um, Meany against the Roosters. There's not very many good options this week, is There's there? There's not. But I reckon if this could be one of those weeks if you really sat down and you'd dug find something up, you could find a cheeky... Like the thing you mentioned for yourself with the vice-captain on Marju or people I, have Ponga vice-captain there. I think Ponga... Like, it's probably a reason why I'd go Ponga Cleary, if he's named... Oh, big time. Yep. See, I don't have him, so... But the thing is, you've got to decide before the 2 o'clock shark... Uh, 2 o'clock... They play 2 o'clock Sunday, so you'll know. I like I like bringing... For people who, like, I, I'd, that'd be my advice, bring Cleary in this week. Yeah, I would do that if I yep. didn't have SJ. I, I just feel like I've sort of made, blocked myself into... Cleary's in my side this week. All right. Um, have we got anything else? Uh, no. No, no. Very keen for the run home uh, as of next week. Every All hands on deck. There'll be one buy per week, and we'll be really getting into the nitty-gritty part of the season. Obviously, it's a lot less to talk about mm. with less people having trades and right. things like that. So the Trying listens- to consolidate ranks and finish uh, our <coughs> grand finals well in head-to-head, and shout-out to uh, yourself and Hads that are doing very well. Hads in the top. Oh, Hanji. Hads is 72nd at the moment, so he's in a really good position. Yep. Um, I'm very keen to see how he goes. and Actually, uh, what moves he has we'll, we'll, he, we'll hear about what he, um, what he wants to do probably on Thursday via voice message. Mm. Like 
voice message now, doesn't he? Loves the voice message. So um, shout out to Hads and uh, shout out to everyone who listens to the podcast. Our numbers have been crazy this year, like much better than previous years. And I think that has a lot to do with just, just all you guys, Timmy, Hads, Jake, Mikey, all making an effort to come in to all this, um, to the studio. The studio helps doing it in person. Like we had Jake on last week in Zoom and it was just like you can tell the the show and other shows would struggle just doing Zoom every week because it's just not the same. Mm. Can't high five. I can do a high five. Yeah, that's it. You wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, we did a high five. We're yeah, do that. All right, um, and don't forget, next week we've got our end of season drinks for the run home round twenty one. Next weekend, next weekend, How uh, downstairs in the Panthers Sports Bar. We're not going to put a bar tab on because we might do one later in the season. Yeah, so we're going to see how this one turns out. We haven't been paid out from our head to heads yet, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it, and. Um, yeah, came for that. Uh, I think the whisperer is pulled out, but he's he's like three hours away, so I was kind of always expecting that. Uh, Kane from SC Hub is coming, and then you, me, adds Grant, maybe Jake's coming later. Mikey's away. I think that's it. Just a bunch of boys. Pure My brother's boys. coming. My brother's coming. Fantastic. And his mate. He listens to the podcast actually. Shout out to Andy. He's on a he's on a nice little cut at the moment. Um doing like a 75 day hard challenge and bro he's killing it. Looks like he should be on Love Island. Shredded up, eh? He's getting shredded. All right, cheers guys and uh we'll see you next week.